Hey, what's up, guys? It's Dario from the Time Flies Podcast. I wanted to let you guys know, whenever I'm not recording, editing, or uploading a podcast, I'm listening to different types of podcasts. Headphone is a podcast app with different types of genres for podcasts. They have everything from romance to horror to comedy podcasts. And now, if you use my coupon code TIMEFLIES10, you guys get 10% off their subscription price. I'm currently listening to Dracula Reborn where Dracula is trying to raise a vampire army and conquer the world. Here's a clip from the podcast for you guys. Uh, Mr. DaCosta, I appreciate your invitation for dinner. Yet, I notice there's no food. Oh, my dear boy. It appears there's been a misunderstanding. You aren't here for dinner. <laughs> you are dinner. <laughs> Remember to use my coupon code TIMEFLIES10 and check out the headphone app. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Time Flies Podcast. I'm your host, Dariel. If you're watching this on YouTube, you guys are going to be able to see a familiar face. If you guys are hearing this on any of the podcast streaming platforms, you're going to hear a familiar voice. But I got one half of the Bonus Room Boys in the building virtually with me. I got my boy Steph in the building. Steph, what's good, bro? How you been, man? I've been good, D. I've been good, man. You know, it's been a busy, crazy summer. It's been a fucking minute. Basketball season already, dude. What the heck? How did basketball basketball season? I feel like basketball season never ends. It's like soccer. Because once once like the finals is are are over, you got the draft, and then you got free agency, then you got summer league. And then before you know it, it's like already season. So it's crazy. Nah, so we're actually recording this on the NBA um, opening day on a Tuesday um and this year this year we're gonna i decided to do things a little bit differently i wanted to just focus on a couple teams and if you guys have listened to the podcast before you guys know that steph is a fucking clipper head ride or die damn right steph and i we've had some arguments and some uh discrepancies in the past but one thing i do respect about steph is he's always gonna ride and die for the clippers no matter what fortunately yeah (laughs) your face right now (laughs) i just want to hear your thoughts your takes your expectations what do you think is going to go wrong? <laughs> do you think this is the year oh, that it might fucking happen? But Maybe. But yeah, before we get into that, I wanted to throw some things at you. I just wanted to throw some things at you as far as like what they did during the offseason, you know, Vegas okay. projections, the, starting, the projected starting five, get your thoughts uh-huh. on that, all right? Sure. All right. So let's start off with the Vegas odds for the amount of wins in the regular season. So Vegas has 46, 46 and a half wins. All right. Okay. Some, some key additions in the off season. Honestly, you guys only made one. You guys picked up Kenya Martin Jr. from the Houston Rockets. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I like I like him. Young, athletic, spry, getting to the like his dad, just dunking on people. I liked his dad. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you guys drafted Kobe Brown in the draft. So that's like another key addition. Not a key addition, but just another addition. Do you know anything about the I don't watch a lot of college ball. Do you know anything about Kobe Brown? That's a Missouri mm. guy, yeah. Nah, man, honestly, this, these last few years, I have been fucking dropping the ball with college ball, honestly, man. Yeah, because I know they got Kobe Brown, and then they got uh, some Jordan guy from Miami. They got, mm-hmm. yeah, it was like a Kobe and Jordan thing. 
Yeah, and those are the two rookies they picked up. Because I did watch a little bit of the draft. I just want to see who the Clippers picked. All but, right. Yeah. Uh, subtractions. You guys let go of Eric Gordon. The space, um, the floor spacer. The guy that who, who was a good shooter, you guys let him go. He went to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, last season, Bones Highland, he came to the team in a midseason trade, which I kind of liked. There was like, I remember last season, there was like rumblings that Bones Highland and the coach of Denver, Mike Malone, they weren't getting along. And I've always liked this game, but his game is just sometimes it just seems like it was a little like he was just a little too loose with it. A little so, erratic, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a little erratic. So I, I like the pairing of Ty Lue and him. I think Ty Lue could like bring, <clears throat> um, bring him in. Not to, mm-hmm. make, not to make him just like be so loose with the ball. He's the point guard coming off the bench um, at, behind Westbrook. And speaking of Westbrook, he pre, he he signed a veteran minimum in the offseason. I think it was for like $2 million. Yeah, we got him cheap. Yeah, which I'm definitely going to want to hear your thoughts about that because I remember you telling me after the playoff loss, you were like, what are we going to do, sign Westbrook? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, he's okay. the savior, right? Uh, right. Okay, so as far as the amount of games that Kawhi played last season, he played 57, which actually is a lot yeah. higher. Is a lot higher than I expected. Uh, you want to guess how many games Paul George played? <laughs> uh, 47. No, it's one one game less, 56. Okay, all right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. This is the end of their season. They have a player option for next season, 2000, mm-hmm. uh, 2024, 2025. But it's interesting because we didn't hear anything about the Clippers this past summer extending. I'm um, trying to offer an extension. So basically, that means the Clippers are just waiting it out to see how this season is going to play because they could they could they could offer it after this season ends uh, and before any team can. But it's just interesting how they both have player options at the at the end of this season, and the Clippers didn't offer anything. So I'm just saying maybe the Clippers are getting tired of this shit, bro. I mean. Can you blame them for not extending? I mean, so far, I mean, this is what, year five? So, um, and so far it hasn't really amounted to anything besides a Western Conference Finals appearance and a lot of what ifs, you know, what if Kawhi doesn't go down when Joe Ingles bumps him in the semifinals of game five against Utah? What if, uh, oh, game four, sorry. And, And, you know, what if he had a full roster and we were able to face the Suns and, you know, and then the year after was... Oh, well, last year was a big what if year because they had all this hype. They had they had me buying into it. They had everyone buying into it. They had all this depth. This was a team to 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 finally break through. And it was just it was kind of a it's kind of a disaster. The team was so inconsistent. Guys were in and out of lineups, you know, even uh, playing 57 games for Kawhi and 56. I think you said for Paul George. Like, that's actually pretty good. That's what I expect. Like that's how many games I expect them to play this year as well. Um, but I think I remember last year was so frustrating because I'd watched like a lot of the games because I had a lot of high hopes for them to like really be a, a championship contender. Uh, they just they just looked out of sync. They looked like they never got any chemistry. They had all these pieces. It's like Tyloo didn't know who to start and who to play because he had such a deep roster on paper that like right. it, it, I felt like Tyloo just wasn't doing a good job with rotations and it just it felt really. But how I don't, know much, I, I don't but can you put the can you put the blame on Ty Lu? Like you look at the situation I, he's in. Two the two his two building blocks for the team. I get it. Like uh, whatever you want to say about Kawhi, uh, Kawhi and Mr. Load Management, I get it. But like he's faced with the, he's faced with those options. He's he can only do with what he has. So when the team doctors or whatever, when they tell him that, like, yo, listen, you guys, you guys need to sit in Kawhi and Paul George because this is the third game in four nights, yada, yada, yada. 
Ty Lue's, he's he, the only option he has is to sit him down and then he has to look at his bench and then he has to put other players in. So like I I just feel bad for Ty Lue because it's like when when is the consistency when is the consistency going to come come into play, bro? I get it. And that's in the consistency aspect. Like I get that's not his part. I mean, it's not his his fault. You know, injuries happen and obviously with Kawhi and PG being in and out of lineup so often. It's consistent. You're gonna have issues with consistency. It's but like any real Clipper fan who's watched every game knows Ty Lue makes some questionable calls sometimes. They know sometimes he's his defensive and offensive schemes are predictable, especially offensively. Sometimes he's really predictable, and sometimes you feel like defenses just know how to match up against them. Um, sometimes he also has Marcus Morris starting, even though Marcus Morris is on a terrible cold streak, and Nick Batum is balling and should obviously be the starter. Or you see great flashes of Robert Covington, but Robert Covington doesn't get any play unless the Clippers are either up by 40 or down by 40. Yeah, he just makes some questionable calls sometimes in his starting lineups, and he'll play Zubak like super long, and Zubak will get tired, and we never really had a backup center until Mason Plumlee was acquired via can. trade. Um, before that, he would just fucking ride Zubak so hard into the fourth. By the time halfway through the fourth, Zubak would be gassed, and and he'd get he'd get eaten up by whatever center they were playing. So I think. I think every Clipper, any Clipper fan who's seen all the games knows that Ty Lue isn't a perfect coach and that he has questionable moments where you're kind of like, fuck, what the fuck is Ty doing? Like, why didn't he just play? Like, you have all this depth. Let Terrence Mann get some run. If Reggie Jackson at the time was having a bad game or Norm Powell was having a bad game, let Terrence Mann, let Amir Coffey, let some of these young guys get some run because they might bring the energy. And that's not a problem. A lot of times uh the starting lineups always be like the old dudes and they'd have to play catch up because in the first quarter they get outscored by like 40 points because they're not matching the energy of like a minnesota timberwolves or a sacramento kings they would get they would just get run out in the first quarter and so sometimes you think well when you face the younger teams maybe let's start with a younger lineup and see if they can match that energy so a lot of a lot of the um issues that the clippers have had aren't completely on Ty Lue, but i think he does deserve some of the blame um mm. We can talk about it again, like mid-season, because right now, honestly, I tried. I haven't thought about the Clippers in so long. <laughs> right, 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 right. Like I totally forgot that basketball season started today. Like, yeah. and, and the Clippers, they play their first game tomorrow, and I, you know, like the excitement. This is the first year that I haven't been like excited to watch like the Clippers just because of everything that's happened. Like, well, welcome you know? to the club, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to speak on something that you were talking about a little earlier. You were talking about um, the starting positions. So the projected starting five for this Clipper team: you got Westbrook at the one, you mm-hmm. got a uh, PG thirteen at the two, you got Terrence Mann at three, small forward, and Kawhi is probably going to be the uh, starting power, power forward, and uh, Zubak will be the center. Now, as far as coming off the bench, Bones Highland will be the first point guard coming off the bench. Norman Powell will be coming off the bench as far as the shooting guard. For small forward, is you got Kenyon Martin Jr. and you got Marcus Morris Sr. I don't know that you were just saying about Ty Lue playing Marcus Morris whenever he's going in his cold streaks. So I don't know how that's going to be because Kenyon Martin is a young player in this league. I think he's going into like his third season or maybe yeah, fourth he's, season. He's and I feel like I feel like Ty Lue, he likes more experienced players, older players. Is that Which kind of reminds say? me of Doc. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. He he would start Marcus every night, and there was a, there was a period from like. December to like March 
where Marcus was just like, he'd have a couple games and hit a couple jumpers and like maybe some seven, 10 points, maybe I think 15. But a lot of times he would get eaten up on defense and offensively, he just wasn't providing anything. And you just, you were just wondering, okay, when are we going to let Nick Batum get run? When are we going to let like Robert Covington get run? And it just, it didn't happen. So I feel like yeah. Ty can be a little stubborn with his lineups, which is kind of annoying. No, but that, that makes sense because he was uh he was Doc's like lead assistant for all those years. Right? Yeah. So that makes sense. Um, as far as the the power fours coming off the bench or listed as power fours, you got Robert Covington and you got Nicholas Batum. Nicholas Batum, yo, like you could say you you can make an argument that Batum was actually one of the better players last season. Uh, he was. Yeah, and then la- and then the backup center for Zubak, you got Mason Plumley, like you just mentioned. So, I mean, you guys have the talent, man. It's just always the same shit with you guys, bro. And it's just Kawhi, it, whenever he's healthy, he's one of the best players. But it's always whenever he's healthy. Same thing with Paul George. And, I mean, obviously, you know my stance. I've, I've been out on the Clippers ever since they signed. When they signed to go to the Clippers, I was just like, this is not it. This duo is not it. I don't know why. It just didn't, meet, it didn't, it didn't move the needle. It didn't speak to me. And, unfortunately, within the last five seasons, it, not, you guys have one Western Conference Finals appearance to show for it. To still and, win in our book, but granted. But with that not, kind of talent, bro, you guys, goal. with that kind of talent, just Paul George and Kawhi alone, since, since Kawhi has led his team to the championships, you know, in Toronto, and then winning a championship with San Antonio Spurs, weren't, weren't, weren't you expecting at least a finals appearance? Uh, yeah, at the very least, yeah. Now, I'm not saying winning it, but at least a finals appearance. Yeah. No, no I think I think um, we definitely all expected at least a finals uh, appearance. And I think I've said this before. If if, it, if this group is to break up next year or whatever, you know, I think we could still hang our hat on the fact that they got to a Western Conference final and kind of got that monkey off our back. But no, ultimately, no, that wasn't the goal. And it would be considered like a failure, maybe not a complete failure. Um, but it would be considered a failure. I was going to say, so like, okay, so where do you see this team falling at the end of the season? Do you see them being in the top six? Do you see them being seven through seven through 10 where they're going to have to be in the plane? Or do you see them? I mean, it'll be, I think it'll be a huge surprise if they don't make the plane either. But what if, but what if this could easily happen? What if Kawhi gets hurt and Paul George gets hurt and they're just fucked and they don't even make it in the plane, bro? Like, where do you have them landing by the end of the season? I think they should at least be able to make the top six. I think that would be, like, a reasonable expectation. I know the, the West is loaded with teams, but I think with the combination of crazy, experience. Bro. Yeah, and that's the other thing. It's, you know, it's also been, like, the West has just been so, it's just been so stacked in recent years, and especially now with young and old talent. So it's, um, I think it's, I think it's reasonable to say a top six finish is reasonable but i wouldn't be surprised if they end up in the plan i think if they end up in the plan they don't they don't get out of the plan for whatever reason it's just like i don't know every time they're in a the plan they can't win a game put um, it on wax what did you text me last week bro put it on wax okay i was being a little like extra you know i think i think you, you texted me what was it friday night or friday uh oh i said a ninth place finish i think with you a said ninth place finish Playing a 42 appearance. and 42. Yeah. 42, 42. And you said a playing exit. A playing exit. Damn, bro. That's how the Kawhi and PG 13 experience is gonna end, bro. Just because you can't rely on them. If now let's say, let's say hypothetically, like Kawhi, and by the time we get to playoffs, Kawhi and PG haven't had any huge significant injuries where they haven't had to miss a significant amount of time. I think they should finish top six. 
do I think that's going to happen? If was I, if I was to put money on it, would I bet on that? No, of course not, because PG and Kawhi are so inconsistent that you you can't really take their word for anything. Because so you're just something's out. always going. I am out. I, I like I said, like I, <laughs> you're, you're I after out, that season, I got so much other shit going on in my <laughs> life, and like you know, I'm, I'm trying to like manage my time better and i just realized like over the years i've wasted so much time and resources and energy into the clippers that this is kind of breaking after my last heart. season i'm not gonna lie man because I no mean- like I'm, I'm still a fan i you know this is their last season in staples and so i still want to go to a couple more games because i do like staples centers close closer to me to where i live in la because i live in the northeast side so like of staples is closer than having to go all the way to fucking inglewood to go see a game so i do want to see a couple more games at staples center and um you know i hope they do well i'm gonna try to watch as many games as i can i'm not gonna watch every game religiously like i usually do um and it's just because it's because they haven't they have to prove to me that they're worth the time and effort and they haven't done that last year was a disaster of a season but i know there's a lot of renewed hope with russ i know you wanted to hear what i thought about them signing russ i mean i guess it's a good deal because he's coming for the low but like i don't know i don't know how much russ really adds to the offense. I don't know. I'm not a huge basketball nerd, so I can't really dissect his gameplay and say, oh, everyone says, oh, he'll get the ball to Kawhi and, and PG, and this is exactly what they need. But, man, I saw Russ in the playoffs, and, yeah, he has a lot of heart and energy, but he also bricks, bro, and bad turnovers. And I just – in any sport, I hate turnovers the most. I fucking hate turnovers. Like, if you turn over the ball, that's just – that's very annoying. Well, so, did, Russ, did you hear that? Did you hear that? Did you hear that quote that Ty Lue said that like when Westbrook came to the team last year, we finally found our leader. And when he said that, it was kind of interesting. I can because, see that. Yeah, I can see that too. But it's interesting because most people, like general basketball fans, they associate the best player on the team as being the leader on the team, which is actually not it. So the best mm-hmm. player on your team, air quotes, is Kawhi, best player, is Kawhi. Yeah. But Kawhi doesn't fucking talk. So how are you going to be? And I get it. There are different expressions of how being a leader. You can lead by example. You can lead by um, being vocal. I get it. But Kawhi seems like a dick. I'll just be honest. The interviews I hear, I, I listen to shout out yeah. to, to podcast P because I've been listening to his pod and the story he told of how like there's like a tradition that if you airball a free throw or something, you have to go like run down the court and come back mm-hmm. and how or if you miss a free throw or if you miss something. I forgot what the story was exactly, but he, essentially he missed a shot. And then uh, he had he didn't want to go run with the team like he didn't want to do. He's like, I'm not going to do it. He's like, I'm going to miss shots. Like it's part of the game. And I don't know. I just the vibe I've gotten from interviews and stuff about Kawhi. He just wants the ball and just shut the fuck up. Like he doesn't care about he doesn't care about being like a team leader. He doesn't care about the camaraderie. Like right. I just think he's just there because he loves the game and doesn't care about anyone else. And that's why that's why that quote from Ty Lue kind of stuck out to me, saying that Westbrook is our leader and he's been such a great influence and like. I see. Yeah, I can see it because he has so much experience, and like the last couple of years have been hell for him through, with the Lakers. But like every these last couple of like uh, quotes that, that's been coming out on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, I just see like nothing but like positive things that he's saying. So like he is a leader, and he and he he's a fucking former MVP, averaging a triple double like the first time since Oscar. So he has a lot to offer to the game. But at this point, like I'm just I'm worried for you guys that you guys are just depending on Westbrook a lot more than you should. You guys should just be depending on Westbrook just to give you that solid starting point guard, like, and setting everybody up. But if you guys, but I feel like it's hard, it's hard to fucking gauge you guys, bro, because <laughs> you just never know what Kawhi and Paul George. Yeah. And it's like, 
It's like it could be so, it could be something so much more, but there's always that fucking like monkey on your back of like, if there's Kawhi gonna play today? Is Paul George gonna get injured today? And it's like, fuck, man, you just like never gonna. I just like, oh, I, it's just very, very. You seem more stressed than I am. It's just see, I've already, be- I've already been through my grief. I've already been through the five stages of grief. I'm now at acceptance. You know, like I've already done the denial. I've done the the bartering. I've done the. Anger and frustration. I've already gone through all those changes. Now I'm at acceptance. Like, I think, I think best case scenario for this scene for this team, they seem to play better when they have low expectations. When they have high expectations, for some reason the pressure gets to the team and they do terribly. So they have very low expectations. Nobody's talking about them because everyone's saying what we're saying. Well, you know, it's all big if if Kawhi and PG are healthy. So no one's suspecting that they'll be good. So maybe with the low expectations, they'll maybe perform, maybe get to a fourth, maybe nah, I don't see them getting to a third seed, but you never know. Um, so maybe a fourth or fifth seed and then maybe make some noise in the playoffs, but I definitely don't see a championship. I just, unless this team suddenly becomes a team they were always meant to be with Norm Powell being a good six man with Terrence Mann being a good defender and a good rebounder and offensive energy guy. And if Russ can really get the ball to Kawhi and PG to get the, them to their, uh, to their spots and make those shots. Like, I mean, should... maybe, maybe I don't, I, de- I don't, I definitely don't think they're a contender. Not, not in this West coast conference, you know? But, and I also, this is, this is going to bring me to another point where I'm so interested to hear your thoughts, even though I kind of think I know what you're going to say, but this is something the Clippers, what they know to do. I just feel like they have some bad juju, some bad karma or whatever, Tell me because about it. they just know how to make things harder for themselves. And the reason why I'm saying that, have you heard about these trade rumors about the guy in Philadelphia? Yeah, yeah. I've heard, oh, my God. When I heard that over the summer, I was like, if James why? Harden comes to this team, I don't Why? Know. I don't know. And but they, they didn't do it. They didn't still, do it for a but, reason. But they're still in talks. Just like Stephen A. and First Take and Ryan Windhorst and Adrian. Oh, really? Yeah. They're still in talks. And the, the only thing that's holding up the deal is Terrence Mann. The Clippers don't want to give up Terrence Mann in the pick. And they I shouldn't. Mean, in the trade. And they shouldn't. But this is why I'm this is why I get frustrated because I just don't understand teams nowadays. Like, why are you gonna even entertain a trade for a guy who's quit on three teams, bro? And on top of that, when the when the when the pressure raises up. He doesn't show up. What the fuck is it about James Harden that these teams, they always find a way to like put their names in the fucking race? Why are you trying to get someone who does not show up in the playoffs? I, what I'm thinking is like if they can get him for the low, like if they could get him for like an Amir Coffee and uh, I don't know, a Nick Batum, then why not? You know, because if it doesn't work, it's like the John Wall thing last year. Like John Wall, they didn't really pay much. They didn't give up much to get John Wall. And it was kind of those... If it works, great. If it doesn't, we wave them. So, um, I feel like I feel like you got the John Wall dirty, yo. I feel like you guys didn't give him. Nah, he was terrible. He he was like trying so hard to be like old John Wall, and he was like missing layups. He couldn't shoot the three for shit. He still had that boost of speed, like you saw it. But he would just miss layups, man, like over and over. It's like, bro, (laughs) the fuck are you missing layups? Like, so nah, we didn't do him dirty. He, I, I watched almost every game, and I, I had a huge because I loved him in Connecticut. Well, no, Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, it was Kentucky. Yeah, I loved him when he was at Kentucky, and he just, he just wasn't, he just wasn't a good fit. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming if they can get him for the low, sure, let's try out James Harden. And if he sucks, then all right, are no big you deal. Serious? You're? Are you serious? I wouldn't. If no. we give, 
No. If we give him up for the low, for the low. No, no. I don't care if it's Nicholas, Balu- Nicholas Batum and the fucking mascot and da- and Clipper Daryl. <laughs> nah, care. not the mask. Nah, leave Clipper there out of it. Nah, no, no, no bro. This is what it <laughs> always happens. They, this is this is the reason why he gets his way. What? Oh, man. I just. I, but he can get, he can still, like we saw in the playoffs, he can still get like a 40 point performance in one playoff game. If you can get that out of him for one game, what and that's the, the fuck difference. is one 40 point game going to do for you in the playoffs, bro? It's one playoff win. One more closer to four. <laughs> but then, he, but then he, but then he, he, he fucking hibernates after he shows and up. sub him out. That's what I'm saying. But th- but then you're dealing with the fucking ego. He obviously has an ego. Yeah, he, he has a crazy ego. The way he he treats you th- the you think, he you th- plays on. You think he'll be fine by like having an amazing game, and then like the next game he's he's fucking shooting bricks, and then Ty Lue just benches his ass. No, he's gonna he's gonna get pissed, and then he's gonna want to request out like he always does, like. I, I mean, listen, man. I mean, how many more chances is he going to get, you know? like I, I don't know, but you know my stance on James Harden. I've never been a James Harden fan. I never yeah, I'm not a big James Harden guy either. So, But, I mean, I hope they don't trade for him. And when I heard in the summer, I was like, this is why we're a trash-ass team because we, you know, we even, we we entertain ideas like the like this. But, I mean, I'm glad they didn't do it because – no, giving up Terrence Mann for James Harden is a stupid move. Like the the proposed trade was Terrence Mann and a, a few, maybe like a couple uh, future round picks. I'm not sure if another player was thrown in there, but as far as like just that proposed trade, Terrence Mann and maybe like two or three fu- uh, future uh, first round picks. I'm yeah, I'm saying no. No, we already gave up enough picks for Paul George, and we need to start because if if this season ends how I suspect it will, like either a loss in the plane or a first round exit, then we got to start thinking for the future post Kawhi and PG. We're going to be in a brand new arena. Hopefully they can get some young guys, you know, and who are some young guys, maybe a new coach, you know, and, and, this, is, and, and this is the reason why, and this is the reason, because I li- obviously I listen to other podcasts and this is the reason why they're entertaining the James Harden trade because they're going into a new building next year. And like, what, they're going into a new building and they need to like bring some sort of like marquee like oh we have Paul George Kawhi and James Harden and I'm just like w- w- like that's the reason why you guys are entertaining this like why don't you guys just like I don't think so I mean I hopefully mean, not I think that's why they didn't tr- they haven't like really made a strong effort to trade Paul George and Kawhi because they want you know to have the stars move into the arena just to bring some incitement to the team. But I, I listen to a few Clipper podcasts and you know I keep track of like the message boards and the comments on Instagram. Clipper fans are fed up. They know we've all seen what's happened in the past four years and we're we're all very disappointed. So we're not all big believers either. And I mean we could really care less like whether you have Kawhi Paul like. I'm still only going to go to maybe like one game next year in Inglewood, you know, unless they win the championship, then yeah, that's a ton of excitement. And then you want to go to a ton of games, but <laughs> bringing James Harden isn't going to move the needle from me going to one game to me going to two. So yeah, I don't, I don't know what that is. I, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't see how he fits. I, I don't see it. You got all these crazy ball handlers and shooters on one, on one team. And it's just yeah. like, I don't, I don't see it. They're going to try the Westbrook James Harden connection again, and it didn't work in Houston. And unfortunately, I mean, they didn't really how get a old? chance to see if it works in Oklahoma City, but. How old is that? Like, dude, how old would that team be? Like, Jesus, you got James Harden, you're old as shit. You got Russell Westbrook, Kawhi, and PG. That's they're crazy. All, they're all in their mid-30s, right? If we give up Marcus Morris for James Harden, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll do that. Just, just the that. 1v1? Yeah, fuck it. Uh, is it Morris from Philly or something? Let him go back to Philly. I know, I know they went to Kansas for college, but I don't know where they're from. But um, all right, yo. So listen, 
just give me your gut react gut feeling as far as like do you think this is the season where it finally comes together as far as Kawhi playing consistently as far as pg-13 playing consistently as far as no fucking injuries going into the playoffs as far as no injuries in the playoffs and we finally get to see what this fucking what the potential of this duo is and we get to see it finalized do you think we're gut gonna... feeling no gut feeling something's gonna happen but yeah something always happens um Gut feeling, no. But they hadn't lost a playoff series with Ty Lue coaching. That's what it was. It was Ty Lue oh, as head coach. Know. Hasn't lost a playoff series with Kawhi and PG. That's what it was. That's what I was missing. Yeah, that makes so, a lot more sense. Which is, which is true. Which is true. But, yeah, so the, the idea is that uh, if they can somehow get to the playoffs healthy, they, they should be able to beat any team in front of them. And I think if you look at all the teams in the West, there isn't one team where I'm like, damn, like, Clippers will get swept by them if like they if we had a full squad. I think they could compete with any full squad in a in a in a seven game series in the West if they were healthy themselves. So there's no like juggernaut that I'm like, damn, that's just like that's just like a wrap. Like it doesn't even matter. So I think they could compete in any series against any team. But the question is, are they going to be healthy? And that has proven that it's not. So let's let's get away from all the the Clippers getting in their own way shit. Kawhi getting injured, PG thirteen getting injured, all that shit. Now let's take a look at the rest of the West and the rest of the league. The fucking rest of the league is actually a lot. They're better. We got Phoenix. Mm-hmm. We got Bradley Beal going to Phoenix, pairing up with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. We got the Denver Nuggets, who everybody is not fucking talking about as far as repeating. No Jokic, respecting. Nobody's, nobody's still respecting them. Jokic is the best player in the world, or he's number two. Whichever one you have him in your list, he's definitely one or two. Um, You got the Golden State Warriors with the addition of Chris Paul. We don't know what that's going to look like. Chris, It could work or it couldn't. It's really going to depend a lot on, on the, the big three. But you have all these different factors. You got Sacramento coming on. You got fucking who else? Minnesota. You never know what Minnesota. Rudy Gobert, Cat, yeah. Anthony, Anthony Edwards is fucking. He might take that leap this year after playing in the summer in the World Cup games. Like, there's so many fucking things going on. Dallas with Luca and Kyrie, even though it's kind of a little bit of a joke. But like, it's just like after after the Clippers, after you guys deal with all with everything that you guys have to deal with. Now you guys got to deal with the rest of the talent in the league, and. The the fucking we didn't talk about your brother's favorite team the Lakers the Lakers got oh, better Lakers man. Lakers got yeah. better yo no you know I I do respect that. ever since the trade deadline they've actually made some pretty good moves now whether these moves work or not I have yet did they win today do you, do you know who won yeah no Denver won they they Again, won like, seventeen to one hundred nine I believe if I remember the correct the score the score correctly yeah well the the Lakers like it remains to be seen obviously you got LeBron James but. How does the rest of that team play? How does Austin Reeves play now that he has a big check and he has all this hype? You know, like how, I don't know, the Lakers is still like a got to see to believe type of thing. But yeah, and, and oh, you mentioned a great, and we, we didn't even mention like the Pelicans or Brandon Ingram. Like they've proven, you know, to be like a pretty solid team, you know, and that's another guy. Zion Memphis. Being oh, that's another team. John Moran yeah. dealing with his shit. And you, we didn't yeah. mention the Lakers. I mean, there's, all, there's always that AD injury talk. Mm-hmm. It's so many fucking teams. It's like you're right. You said something that like there's not this there's not this one team that you can like solidify pick to come out the West. Is like every team has yeah. a little bit of a hiccup. Every team has mm-hmm. a little bit of a question mark. And yeah, I I include the Clippers in that, bro. The Clippers question mark sure. is just consistency and injuries and anything can happen. But just- I, I think you know now that I think about it, I think Denver is the one team that I'm like fuck. Like 
I think that Denver's one team that ever since the bubble has had, like, had the Clippers number regular season. Right. Like they've been, they've been, they get destroyed by the Nuggets. So I think that is the one team that like I would not want to face in the playoffs until like maybe Western Conference Finals. But like, but yeah. So I, I think if the Clippers can just somehow keep their head above water in the conference and get to a six seed, I think the play-in, which is, I think that's too much pressure on, too early on that type of team. And they've already proven that mentally, like they're not very mentally strong, especially like Paul George and guys like, like I feel like Kawhi has that, but like guys like Paul George and the rest of the team, like they just, I just feel like they're not mentally strong. And when you put them in a playoff in a play-in game, like right away, they just two years in a row, they've kind of folded. Um, so if they can get to like a top six seed and they can match up with like a Sacramento golden state or even a Phoenix, I think like they can make some noise in the playoffs until they have to play at Denver. Um, so I think it just depends on if they can stay healthy, but I mean, we didn't even talk about guys like Brandon Boston, the mere coffee, Brandon Boston is like a Jordan Clarkson waiting, not Jordan Clarkson, uh, Jordan pool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, who's on Utah now, right. Or Washington. Washington. Yeah, he's on Washington. Okay. So yeah, Brandon Boston Jr. is like a Jordan Poole waiting to happen, but like he doesn't get a lot of minutes and it's actually starting to frustrate him from what I've heard because he had a great rookie season with the Clippers. He did well in the Agua Caliente. And then last year he got barely any run because the team was so stacked um, and that he was getting a little frustrated. And so I think if he can step in for like, instead of uh who do we say is this in the second starting lineup? It's it's uh, Norman Powell. For shooting guard uh, is Norman Powell. Norman Powell. So if like I think if he can get some run instead of instead of Norman Powell, I think we can see Brandon Boston really like blossom into a really good player. But he just doesn't get enough playing time to to really see it. So the team is still stacked on paper. It's just how does it all work? There a lot of the team is old. Can Ty Lue just find? a nice combination of old and young and, and balance it out throughout the season. So people aren't hurt or people aren't like low on energy whenever they get to the finals. I mean, to the playoffs. So we'll see. But again, the Clippers have the most back-to-backs out of any NBA team <laughs> again. And like their schedule is tough again. They have a lot. I think they have the second most games before the all-star break. Like, I don't know why they always get fucked in the scheduling, but they say it's because of Staples because Staples, they give them like the last, they are the last priority when it comes to scheduling. The Lakers are first, Kings are second, and then the Clippers come next. So they That's always get crazy. like the worst time slots. Yeah. That's crazy. It's wild. And another interesting thing is that we 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 mentioned all these fucking teams. We didn't even talk about the East. We talk about Damian Lillard going to Milwaukee, Boston picking up Drew Holiday. Like I mean Am I the only they- one who doesn't care about Dame? Like I'm I'm so over Dame, like every year bitching about shit and then when you say you don't care like you mean like you don't really think that's gonna work with him and Giannis like what do you mean I think I think it could work I don't care in that like I'm like shut the fuck up Dame like every year you you bitch about how other players are leaving teams to go form championship teams and you you stood on this pedestal of like you know like oh like that's never gonna be me or that's not me I'm gonna ride it out and then you act like a bitch and well, now you don't act like a bitch, but he was like bitching all, all off season about, oh, trade me, trade me, this and that. And I just, right. I just, you know, like Dame is a great player and he has a lot of good moments, but I just think like, bro, shut, like, I don't care. Like he has the pressure now. Like, I don't he, think he's going to win a ring. See, you think it's going to work? I don't know, bro, because he has Giannis next to him. Like that shit looks scary, bro. A pick and roll, pick and yeah. pop. You can't double team anybody anymore. You can't double team Dame. Giannis is gonna throw it on your head. You double team Giannis, he just kicks it out for Dame, and Dame's a fucking great shooter. 
Yeah, and I guess like there's no juggernaut in the East when you really think about it. I mean, Miami's always going to be a competitive team. Boston's going to be Boston. Um, and then you got the Sixers who are going to be the Sixers, you know. So I guess like definitely like if I guess if you're picking the East right now, I guess yeah, Milwaukee and Dame is like a good choice. Yeah, the East is not really – it's not like the West. The East is pretty much like Boston and Milwaukee. And then you got like uh, – after that, in my opinion, you got Philly. Philly's always a mess. Miami's always going to be there. They're always going to at least at least make the play-in. And then from the play-in, you never know what the fuck they're going to do. But I know this is, this is like just like fast-forwarding like fucking 12 months. But give me your final speed. <laughs> Give me your final pick. Okay. Damn, I don't know why this this, this pod has just felt so negative. I, I got to find that Clipper energy. I got to I gotta find that. I mean, you're the, unreal- one that, you're the one that admitted that, like, you're out, so. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I'm telling you, this this team has just put me through so much. Listen, it's, it's bro, put me- but, but listen, you're, like, by, your, by you saying that you're out, like, NBA fan, anybody that listens to this podcast and knows what's going on in the NBA, I think they would agree with you. They're not gonna, they they wouldn't call you like a fake fan. They wouldn't call you no. like they they would agree with you because they understand what you what you've been through these last four or five seasons. So by you saying that like I don't trust them, there's nothing that you're saying that's like a lie. They've been showing you that they just they just can't make it through the full season and they can't play in the playoffs. And if you can't, if you don't have your best players in the playoffs, you're probably not gonna go far. So you're just like. Yeah. Everything you're talking about, you're just talking about off of what you've seen, off of experiences. It's not something that you're lying to us about. So that's all. I yeah, guess. no, I, I definitely don't think I, I don't feel like a fake fan because I am going to watch the game against Portland tomorrow. I'm definitely curious to see how they look. I mean, a lot of the Clipper beat writers I follow on uh, X now and not Twitter. Right. Um, they, they've been talking about how they're in the preseason games. Like they've looked really good. I didn't see a single second of any of the preseason games. So I don't, I don't know what they're talking about, but I'm curious to see uh, it, it ne- and tomorrow and, and see what they lose to Portland. Oh God, that's, that's a bad sign. But um, <laughs> I think, I think, yeah, I think as a Clipper fan, as a diehard Clipper fan, you know, former season ticket holder, uh, I own like five jerseys in my closet, two, three of the players don't even play on the team anymore. <laughs> You know, I still I still rep anywhere I can. Like I still pull up to music festivals in my Clipper jersey. And quick quick side note. Uh, so I noticed when I was at Coachella, uh, I wore my Kawhi uh, Clipper jersey um, one of the days. And man, it was like a controversial thing to wear a Clipper jersey at Coachella. I had so many people coming up to me and flaming me for like no reason. I was just taking strays everywhere I was. Like literally, like I was chilling, waiting for my girl to get out of the restroom, and these Suns fans. At the time, I think uh, I think the Clippers had already been eliminated at that time, and so these Suns fans are like, "Yeah, Clippers, yeah, I suck. like you suck." And like, I had Laker fans coming up to me, like trolling me. I had Golden State Warrior fans coming up to me, trolling me. Like it was crazy. So you're basically saying Clipper fans they have a really complicated relationship with Kawhi. I think so. I think because we had so much hope for that to work. I mean, and how could you really blame us after that amazing Toronto run that we saw him go on with the Raptors? You just thought it was going to be replicated and it just, it hasn't so far. And all the drama of him coming to the team and dragging Paul George with them and then losing Shea and every Clipper fan knows how much, how much excitement we had for Shea because it was like, finally a draft pick looks like it's going to work out. And then they just had a, get rid of him and crazy so it's it's been definitely a roller coaster and there's been a lot more lows than there have been highs but i think this season 
Uh, it's really their final year to prove anything to the fan base and to the NBA that it could work. Uh, Paul George said that he's what did he say in his pod that he's he's gonna he's on he's on his bully shit. Shut the he's fuck on his up. bully shit. Yeah, it's like when he when he says like weird shit like that, I'm like Paul, why do you say why do you put yourself up to be ridiculed when you say shit like that? Like they don't have they don't they didn't build up the equity to talk like that. Like I mean, like, PG's a nice player. Like he's he's a good player, and like. But I just feel like with your with your postseason like history, like bro, that's like, what I just I'm saying. Like you can't put yourself up for like ridicule like that, and you just kind of put yourself in those situations. And so I, I you know I'm happy that Paul George has kind of found this outlet, you know, to kind of like get his emotions out or talk about the things because <laughs> he he hits on he touches on the Dame shot, he touches upon like the bubble, he touches on him breaking his leg and in, in the USA thing and. So it's really cool to see that side of Paul George. I just, I just wish he wouldn't say like, "I'm on my bully shit." Like, all right, bro, then you better fucking be on your bully shit. And I don't want to see mm. you fucking hitting bricks in the last five minutes of the game when we're down by four, you know? Or like, I want to see you driving to the basket or, or playing good defense. And I don't know, bro. Like, I need to see that shit. So a lot of, the, I think a lot of with the Clippers is like, I gotta see it to believe it. Like, no, and it's it's validated, bro. Like, you guys have been through a fucking heartbreak, but. Again, like I said, fast forwarding 12 months, give me your finals pick. I mean, I know your heart is saying Clippers in the finals, so that's your heart. But what does your mind tell you? Your what mind. does my mind say? Let's see. I will go Denver and... Denver with the repeat appearance in the finals, huh? Denver and, and the Celtics? I'll say Denver and Celtics. Um, I'm not picking the Lakers. I'll never pick the Lakers. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Anthony Davis, is yeah. just, he's just not... Real. I don't Suns, know. I'm, not not I'm not sold. I'm not sold on the Suns. So. Even though Katie's my guy, like you know. But Who, who's the new coach? Frank Vogel. Wow, we got Frank Vogel and fucking. It's interesting though because Frank Vogel, he's known as a really good like big man coach, and obviously they had fucking um, DeAndre Ayton, but then they traded him, and I, I right. kind of, I kind of wanted to see what DeAndre Ayton was going to look like under Frank Vogel, but now it's like fuck. Yeah, so I, the West is a toss-up, so I'll just go Denver as a safe pick. But, hey, best believe, yo, if we get to All-Star break and the Clippers are in the top three seed, all that, energy, all, <laughs> all that nothing. energy, all that promise will be back. All that faith, it will be, restore, it'll be restored, and I'll be back on my clip bang. Uh, what do I say? Clip gang or don't bang shit. I'll be back <laughs> on it, all right? <laughs> so if we can get to oh. All-Star and we're a top three seed, I'll be back on the train. I'm, I'm still on the train. I'm just on the back of the train. I'm not on the front. <laughs> <laughs> so, and so, and uh, we'll see what happens. But, I mean, like I like I tell everyone when they ask, why am I still a Clipper fan? Because what do you do when you're a Clipper fan? You ride. You just you just ride, bro. And you just see what happens. So, Because eventually, if and when they make it to the promised land, it'll be the most beautiful day in history. <laughs> in the history of the world. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be it'll be such a great day if it ever happens and um, i hope to one day see and it might happen this year if they get their shit together and they just fucking don't get hurt and they just the play chances? what are the chances of it happening in the final opportunity of course that would happen bro when no one i'm telling you, they play the best when no one expects them to so maybe this is what they need they've been uh, I, I read a report that they've been hearing the, you know, the the criticism all summer and that they're ready to prove the world and it's, it's the Clippers against the world. Or, yeah, it is the Clippers against the world. Even got your fans, like, not believing in you. So <laughs> they got to do something. But I, uh, it can't be more the same. If it's more the same, all right, let's peace out to Staples Center and get to the new arena and, and let's start from scratch. 
Well, I don't want to. I don't want to leave you hanging. So since I made you do a finals pick, I guess I'll do a finals pick. Um, yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go safe. I'm gonna go safe. I'll go Denver. Yeah, I think it's gonna be Boston. I think I think Milwaukee. Boston. They're just Boston. I think Milwaukee. <laughs> they're too. They're just too reliant on, um, Dame and Giannis and Chris Middleton is like he's like I think he's injury prone now. Like he's not even playing in the in the season opener. Um, they lost Drew Holiday. Um, they're they're relying on like younger guys to step up now. Um, Boston. Yeah, you got the two-headed monster, and you picked up Drew. I'm not even talking about Chris Stapps, because Chris Stapps is not fucking... I don't know why. Everybody's saying that Chris Stapps is such a great pickup. I'm like, great. Show me a game where he actually, like... Give me a season where he played good, and the season meant something. Last season with the Wizards, he was just empty stats. It was like, you're playing for nothing, so I don't care. You you were healthy the whole season, <laughs> but I don't care. Yeah. Like, I think I think the Drew pickup is way more important and way more bigger than the Chris Stapps pickup, because I don't think Chris Stapps is going to be able to hold up. Something's going to happen to him. All right, my guy. So we did it. We got our takes out on the Clippers. I'm going to wish you the best of luck for this season. We're obviously going to be talking in the group chat. I will be texting you whenever they lose by 30 to the Brooklyn Nets on a Tuesday night. But, <laughs> yo, before. <laughs> hey, I was going to say, crazier things have happened. All right. Look, <laughs> everyone's down on the Clippers right now, but the season just started. Let's see where we're at December. If it's right. more the same than we all expected it. If it's something a little different. Maybe, you know, we'll see. You never know. All right, yo, my guy, talk to me about the bonus room podcast. When are you guys, when are you guys uh, coming back with it? You know, we're just like, we're like the writers of Atlanta. We're going to come back when we want to come back. (laughs) (laughs) And we don't don't care, you know, how much our fans want to hear us. No, (laughs) we're, we're definitely, we definitely have some things in the works. Uh, so I think we'll have some episodes coming up. It's just him and I are both really busy um, working on some other projects at the moment. Shout out Santiago. But, shout out Santiago Monty. So, but we'll know mm. we'll definitely have a pod soon. And of course we'll have you on and we'll love to have you in studio one day. If, in, you know, whenever you come back to LA, let's definitely at least get an episode in, you know, you know, we'll talk 100%. about some stuff. 100%. Um, no, no, but yeah, we'll, 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 we'll be posting some stuff soon. And let everybody know where they can find that Apple, whatever, wherever. So we got the bonus room podcast on all major streaming platforms. You can see, I think how many episodes we do? We at least 20. I think mm. maybe 30. I don't remember. We can see a lot of our old episodes. You know, we had a lot of interesting topics of conversation. We talked about growing weed. We talked about uh what it's like to be a street performer in Hollywood. You know, we we really touched on the different topics and interviewed a lot of cool people. So um there's still, if you haven't heard some of those episodes, or they're, they're worth a, a listen. But yeah, and you can find us on Instagram at the bonus room podcast, and you can find me uh at Stefan underscore Lozano. And yeah, man, I'm glad you're still pushing these things out there. And I do listen to 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 some of them. Like I heard the Blue Beetle one. Um, My guy, what was the other one? And Blue Beetle was a good movie, and I agree, it had its ups and it had its downs. Um, but I think overall, I'll take the win for the you know, Latino comunidad. The win was um, just George Lopez. Yeah, the win was just getting the movie on the screen and not being a bad movie. And it wasn't. It wasn't great. No, it wasn't, it wasn't. bad. It was cool. It was. It was. Exactly. It was right in the middle. And George Lopez stole the show, which I kind of enjoyed. Facts. Uh, all right, yo, Steph, I want to say thank you so much, man, for doing this. Miss you guys. Love you guys. Thank you for doing this. Give, thank you for giving me your time and energy. Um, and yeah, we're definitely going to connect again sooner than later. Uh, as far as time flies, you guys know the drill. All the links will be down below in the description for social media. And if you guys are watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit that thumbs up. 
subscribe to the channel. We're trying to grow this, be a, be a big help. And if you're listening to this on any of the podcast streaming platforms, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. But until next time, we'll check you guys out on the next episode of the Time Flies podcast. Time flies.